A $1,000 reward is offered in the case of a kitten found tortured in Syracuse. An SU landlord puts up $1,000 to help a family leave their nightmare apartment and slumlord. And why is Syracuse avoiding the word carrier? Experts say there's a rhyme and reason. This is your Syracuse.com newsflash for Friday, October 4th, 2019. I'm Katrina Tulloch. An animal welfare agency has offered $1,000 in reward money for information about a kitten tortured to death in Syracuse. The Syracuse Police Department found the tortured kitten last summer on the city's north side. The kitten's front legs had been cut off, police said. Despite medical treatment, the kitten later died. Police asked the public for help this week solving the animal cruelty case. Hours later, the Animal Alliance of Greater Syracuse offered a $1,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of the person who tortured the kitten. The kitten was founded wounded on the 100 block of Schneider Street on July 25th. It was left with no front legs, police said, and other recent wounds. Animal cruelty investigator Tara Callil is investigating the case. The police department and the Animal Alliance asked anyone with information about the tortured kitten to call 315-442-5336. Tessie Plastics may soon grow again and expand its central New York workforce. Plastics Maker is considering making a $20 million investment in one of its four central New York locations and adding 50 jobs in the process. Tessie, which already employs 1,000 people in the region, is looking at making the investment in existing space at its facilities in Elbridge, Van Buren, or Auburn. Beck said it was also possible that the company will add on to one of its local facilities to manufacture a product for a medical equipment customer that it's not yet at liberty to name. The Central New York Regional Economic Development Council has made the project one of its 30 priority projects in the latest round of Governor Andrew Cuomo's Regional Economic Development Initiative. Headquartered in Skaniatlas, Tessie was founded in 1973. And for 39 years, Syracuse University promoted the Carrier Dome as an iconic arena, making it the most famous building in town. Then, almost suddenly, the school began to call the building, known by sports fans around the world, by a different name. The school has pulled the carrier name off promotional material and media guides. Even its television partners have avoided saying the name of the air conditioning company on air. Syracuse Athletic Director John Wildhack says there's no rhyme or reason for the decision to limit the mentions of Carrier this season. He says there's no intent to send a message to Carrier. But Syracuse.com talked to experts in marketing and sports law, and they say that's not very believable. Syracuse clearly has a strategy, they say, and it's one that probably has been platted out with the help of lawyers and is intended to generate some leverage for the university, which is nearly four decades into a, quote, lifetime contract. Daniel Etna, a partner and co-chair of the sports law department at Herrick Feinstein Law Firm, says clearly they are getting their message across. It was a concerted effort, there was a total purge, and it's insulting to think they would say, oh, we just wanted to save a little space. Despite all the removals, one of the places you can still find the word carrier at Syracuse these days is above the building's main entrance, where metal letters still greet patrons and serve as a reminder of a time when the corporation and the school once joined in a mutually beneficial alliance. Carrier does not appear to have had any say in Syracuse's actions, but the company told Syracuse.com that it had been in contact with Syracuse leadership to discuss the changes. You can read more about this story on Syracuse.com. And finally, Ben Tupper, one of the biggest landlords in the Syracuse University area, read a story on Syracuse.com earlier this week about Tawanda O'Neill, a woman living in a hellish apartment on Pond Street with her family, and he decided to help. On Wednesday, Tupper sent O'Neill $1,000, money that she could use to cover the costs of moving, including a security deposit on a new apartment. Tupper said, quote, hopefully this gesture can, in some small way, 
for one family who has had a horrible experience with landlords, know that we are not all jerks. O'Neill said the money has made all the difference. She has spent years fighting with her landlord Endzone Properties, a notorious city landlord. She got an eviction notice after she reported Endzone to city code inspectors for failing to get rid of bedbugs. She's had to deal with a leaky roof, broken doors, shoddy plumbing, and a broken stove. And the ceiling of her apartment is still stained by smoke from a deadly fire there in 2016. But O'Neill started a new job this spring and has been saving up to move. She planned to be out of the apartment this month, and earlier this week she found a new place to live. She was trying to figure out how to pay for her moving costs when she got a call from Tupper. O'Neill said, quote, Now I have all the money for a security deposit and first month's rent. It means the world to me and my kids to be able to move out of this hellhole. That is your Syracuse.com News Flash for Friday, August 4th, 2019. I'm Katrina Tellick. Have a great weekend, Syracuse.